Well, welcome back to A Hero Walks Into a Bar, a actual play Pathfinder 2E podcast. Yes, we have changed, um, in case that wasn't quite clear in the first episode, and if you haven't been following our social medias, we have changed to Pathfinder 2E instead of that other game that we used to play. Um, we just have a lot more options available to us, I think, uh, and everybody knows what happened previously. I'm your GM. Dale Madison, I lead my friends through a world of my own creation. This time, it's a little darker, I think, maybe. Here with me, as always, is Dakota Madison. Hello. Oh, sorry, I'm like really quick. Okay, sorry. Hello, I'm Azra Arineal. Uh, my, my, uh, I can eat, interesting fact about me is I can eat double the amount of food as anybody else at the table. That's, yeah, that's fairly interesting. Fit all that in a small frame. Yeah. Kudos. <laughs> I just Shaggy over here. always wish I could eat more than I do. Anyway. I'm talking about my character. I know. I'm uh, just no, trying to. The GM of our world, the oh. omniscient being that is the GM, is <laughs> <laughs> like, I wish I could eat food and taste fed. God, God fucking damn it. Fuck. And Marshall Driver. Achilles Wednesday, uh, pondering a prophecy proposed by a practicing soothsayer. Mm. It's a mouthful. John, er, oh, Joseph Hano. <laughs> Mistale Twilight, fates on two, on two sides of a coin. Mm. Now Jonathan Heron. Oh, hey, it's uh, Ichabod Grimm. Uh, why don't you just tell me how you really feel? Aaron Madison. Uh, Rook the Vulture, this candle burns at both ends. Damn. Last time, we informally met our characters. They uh, started out having porridge at the Porridge in Paradise, celebrating the Day of Growth. They encountered a fortune teller of sorts, a blind man who went by the name Galadir, uh, spoke very softly, and pulled stones out of this bag, giving each one of the players a sort of fortune. And then at the very end, kind of exploded into this strange, divine seeing thing where he portrayed a message to the party. Afterwards, Rook, Aaron Madison's character, was encountered by another member of his, of his company, as we'll call it. And some stuff went down. There was a whole debacle between him and this person called the Reaper, or just Reaper. Uh, a lot of stuff went on. You, you can check up on that, but more or less the premise of what happened is Rook kind of in trouble for not checking up so much, so he's going to be put on the sidelines as an observer to the big job until the big job is done. And when we left off, the party, including Rook, decided they were going to go to the Great Tree and just kind of experience it. A lot was gained from that experience. They got to see a real divine plant and portrayal of a divine person in the real world. And right at the very end, smoke started to billow from the Duchess's court. Uh, just, just a hop, a skip, and a jump away from the great tree. But that's not exactly where we're going to pick up today. Today, we're instead going to do a little flashback. It's the first time all of you are coming together officially for Porridge Club. 
Hell yeah. As I said, the first time you were all officially meeting for Porridge Club. Azra is the newest to this group. Previously, you all met once before and decided that this was going to be this was going to be something you guys could probably try to do. You all seem to like each other fair, fairly well enough, and you all seem fairly trustworthy. Take it away a little bit, guys. If it's cool with you, I might do like a walking up to the Porridge Club with like just Azra. Like introducing Azra to us? Well, giving her the heads up of the fact, especially about Misty. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, I'm calling you Misty, by the way. It seems very nice. Mistel doesn't care. Okay, cool. Because you, you say my name wrong anyway. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Eek, Achilles. 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 Mm-hmm. Okay, Azra. So, they're, they're pretty cool. Just heads up. One of them's a bit young and might say some things that aren't exactly uh, mature. And there's also going to be a fairly, fairly large bird woman who may or may not hate elves. Luckily, I'm a half-elf. I, I, so I, I, I preface that. I preface that. I try to give them the heads up. They have an open mind. Just try to have an open mind as well, I suppose. Because uh, it's... You'll see. You'll see. You'll, you'll get it. Yeah. Okay. There's like some guy who goes by like the vulture or something. I don't know about him all that much, but usually just orders a shit ton of coffee and <laughs> just eats his porridge, so... I've been trying to get him to open up a little bit. I met him in prison. Oh, not, okay. not, not like that. Yeah, you, I go, he was in prison. And he, he, he yes, went. yeah, you, you got it. You, got yeah. it. you understand. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna walk up to the door. I'm gonna put my hand on and be like, <sighs> "You ready?" You're making me nervous. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> all, right, all right, all right. I open the door. <laughs> so as you go inside, uh, there's three folk sitting around a table currently, a rat folk, a winged bird-like humanoid, and a human. Um, actually, you know what? This probably could be a good time for you three to go around the table and describe yourselves, what Azra sees as Azra walks in. Okay. Um, Achilles is a, I wouldn't say about four foot tall rat folk. He's got big old ears with these like piercings at the top and the bottom of them. He's got his his tail is like a long rat tail and he's got it like wrapped around his waist like tied around his waist like a little sash. Um, he is just wearing like a, like a trench coat and like khakis not khakis cargo shorts. No, Hell yeah. right. Jorts. Jorts. He's jorts. wearing jorts. Um, and he's just holding a little thing of porridge and he looks really excited. He looks very young. He's all dark brown fur um, and these kind of like golden-ish eyes. They're like beady rat eyes, but they've got like a golden-ish hue to them. Okay. And Miss Tail, would you mind describing your character, please? Miss Tail is a six-foot-tall Strix. She has 
pretty much like jet black skin. It's like more gray though. She has these long pointed ears that have piercings going up the tops. Um, she's got brown, like messy dreaded hair with like leaves and sticks kind of stuck in it. She has a 12 foot wingspan and she has talons for legs. So like straight up bird legs. Um, she's very thin and she normally walks around wearing like this cloth top that's just covering the like main portion of her chest and this ornate kind of skirt that's pretty long. And Rook? Uh, Rook is about, oh, <laughs> is about a six foot one human. Uh, he's got a long dark hair that kind of falls on the other side of his face. Uh, he's very thin and gaunt. But he's kind of like got like you know that wiry muscle. Uh, he's got a big <clears throat> fur, black fur cloak, black uh, dwarven-made leather armor with a uh, dwarven insignia on it, and he's wearing uh, eight completely mismatched rings. <laughs> Just entirely gross, ugly-looking. Covered in mismatched like piercings on his ears and stuff, and he's just sitting there with a cup of coffee, and his hands are just shaking. <laughs> well, you three sitting at the table, eating some uh, freshly made porridge from Madame Isley's wonderful husband George. Um, walking into the establishment is someone you've met previously, uh, Ike. Ike walks in. Ike, would you mind describing your character real quick, please? Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, Ichabod is a, I think he's like a five foot ten um, fetchling. Um, fetchlings, for people who don't know, are basically like bright white skinned with um, very dark black hair, and their eyes don't have like pupils like normally. They just kind of glow a certain color. His, in particular, glow green. That's just from where he's from. Um, he wears a an interesting mixture of uh, like a priest's like co- cloak and like covering, but it's been morphed into almost like a form of armor to where because of his religion, they're very combat focused kind of things to where they mix their normal garb and their normal robes with armor so that they're always prepared to fight evil wherever they go. Um, the thing that's unique about his and compared to others is that he has anywhere that there would be a marking, like a patch or something, he has it completely torn off. There's just bare marks there instead. Um, he has like the traditional like white collar kind of a thing that you'd see priests normally have, like in Catholic faith. Um, it's very tight on him, and he always has his collar turned up on his cloak just so that it's covering his neck. He seems to be very self-conscious about it, and he wears like a traditional kind of old style preachery kind of hat where it's not like a fedora it's more flat on the top and he has a full beard and mustache and he always has a sword with him wherever he goes it's just long enough to where he can't really conceal it all the time okay and behind your friend is someone new uh dakota would you mind describing azra yeah so she is a five five 
She looks to be half elf, so you can get that vibe. Um, she has a relatively nice gown on with long, flowy, light hair, also golden eyes. Ooh, buddy. And then she has the satchel, or like, I don't know what they're called, but those the alchemist, like, pouches mm-hmm. with bottles, she has that on too. Kind of like a bandolier almost. Yeah. And one thing each and every one of you are noticing as Azra walks in is her inexplicable charm. She's just, she just pulls the attention from the room to her. And not in a bad way. Like, she looks really nice. She seems really pleasing. She seems like someone I want to know. Except for you, Miss Tail. You see her and you're like, Mm, I don't know about this. But you were you were prefaced. <laughs> I have a scowl on my face. <clears throat> Achilles shoots you a little look like be nice. Please. I haven't said anything. No. <laughs> You're doing good. <laughs> hey guys. Uh I brought um someone new this time around. I hope that's okay. I don't I don't know if I we have to permission for that, but uh, this yeah. is my friend Azra. She's part of the the Night Watch, and so Azra, this is Hello. Achilles. And uh, hi. <laughs> oh, sorry, Achilles. Please. No, hi. <laughs> Hello. Hi. This is Achilles, and this is uh, Misty. I, I call her Misty because she doesn't say my name right. And then that's uh. At this point, do I call him the Vulture? Do I know you only as the Vulture, or would you have only? told us that you're Rook and we wouldn't know about it. You probably know my name is Rook. Rook. Okay. And that's Rook. Hello. It's nice to meet you. Welcome to Porridge Club. Thanks. I'm happy to be here. You two sit down and Madam Isley immediately kind of scurries over. She's got her shawl wrapped around her shoulders and she just looks like the sweetest old lady. She's got her, her glasses just on the tip of her nose and a little notepad out. And she uh, looks at you too and, oh my, this is quite the group. We have a business meeting of sorts or uh, just for fun. I think for fun. Fun? Oh, isn't that nice? Uh, what could I get for you folks today? We have porridge. You have a special? Uh, not today, no. Uh, specials are on Wednesdays. Your first time at Porridge Club. You have to have porridge. Okay. Well, I mean, you have to have porridge every time at Porridge Club, <laughs> but I mean, I was gonna say, especially, I that's how it especially now. Especially right now, you gotta have board. You could have coffee too, but that's more of a them thing. This ain't the toast and bacon and eggs club. No, it's the the porridge club. It's a porridge club. I'll have what they're having. All right, dear. Okay, and what about you? What time of day is it? Uh, we'll say it's like brunch. I'll take just coffee. Okay, coffee. All right. Anything else from anybody else? Sweetest porridge you got. The sweetest porridge I got or the sweetest porridge I can make? So, just sweetest porridge you can make? Coming right up. Ooh, okay. 
this kid is going to be bouncing off the walls. I have nothing to do today except work, but that'll be fine. <laughs> Love the sweetest pre-allocated porridge. Just a normal sweet porridge. Okay. And I pull out a silver and I'm like, hey, remember, you didn't see me here. What's this for? It's for you not remembering who I am or who we are. Because you don't, do you? I don't even know your names yet. Perfect. What's your name? Not important. <laughs> it was oh. important as that I wasn't here. Well, I heard you talk about Porridge Club. If you're going to be coming here regularly, I like to know my regulars. Let me, let me just tell you. I would prefer if maybe there were some rules around here, like we don't talk about Porridge Club. <laughs> but I, I've already told everybody about Porridge Club. I'm so excited. Can I not tell people? No. Oh. Just call Mr. Silver. He that always sounds, has a silver for That it. sounds delightful. Mr. Silver. Mr. Silver. Long John Silver. <laughs> oh, <God>. oh. TM. <laughs> well, um, I'm going to get this order in. If you should need anything, you know right where I'll be, probably taking a nap over at the bar. I mm. did say what they were having, so could I have both of those porridges? Absolutely. Nice. Two for you and one for everyone else. You know what? Give me a porridge. That's what I thought. And a tea, please. Any special kind, Miss Taylor. I know you like your herbal ones. Whatever one you choose today. Rural gray it is. Put it in the porridge. John Luke Picard. <laughs> All right, so she goes away. She... Uh, comes back every once in a while with different bowls of porridge for each of you, but you're all sitting together for the first time, officially meeting and getting to know each other as Porridge Club. So, uh, anything exciting this week with all of you? No. Not really. Cool. Did a lot of building. What'd you build? Uh, a lot of walls. Uh, they had me build some tables. That was fun. Ooh, tables. Yeah. I've been hanging out in the cemetery a lot. Oh. Any particular reason why? Um, I live there. You live in the cemetery? I look right over now. at Azra. <laughs> you live with me, silly. You just stay out at night. Well, well yeah. You let him sleep in a cemetery? I put a house and like they can come stay if they want to, if not. I like the cemetery. Why? There's, there's nice people there. I can't argue with that. So I guy got bit by a dog. Oh, damn. What kind? It's a gray dog. A gray dog? Yeah. How big? This is a big dog. Can you, like, estimate in words? I saw a guy get bit by a big gray dog. <laughs> <laughs> that was probably Brimble the Mastiff. 
Was it really big? Brimo really big. Uh, He's about massive. to mid-thigh. Yeah, Brimo been out there biting people. Hmm. Do you still have the bite? I didn't get bit by a dog. Oh, I thought you said you got bit by a dog. No, I saw a guy get bit by a dog. I saw a guy get oh. bit by, a, by Brimmel the big like, massive He's hard dog. to understand oh, yeah. sometimes. Sorry, I'm a human. I know a lot of people don't hear a lot of human accents. Oh, yeah, I'm only half elf, so I'm sure there's elf stuff that I don't understand. Hmm. You're half human? I'm half something. As you're all having this conversation right at this moment, you hear... Oh, sugar cookies and a clatter. Um, you see, uh, Madam Isley was carrying out a bigger tray, and it just happened to slip and fall and shatter, and she has a little cut on her hand. Dakota, I need you to make me a fortitude save. I need some porridge. <laughs> I don't need this. You're like, I'm sustained on porridge. Thank you very much. It should be on... Uh, Build? Is a the next one after build. Defense. It's not on the bow. Defense. Defense. Okay. Second thing down. Okay. Sorry, everyone. We're learning the game. Um, still a little fresh, but we're getting there. Seventeen. Seventeen. Okay. Um, the smell of the irony rich blood reaches your nostrils, and your stomach kind of grumbles a little bit but you just fill your mouth with porridge and take a deep breath and you're fine I go over to oh sorry what's her name Madam Isley I go over to Madam Isley and I uh like grab her hand and I put a uh whatchamacallit a like light crystal thing that I have in my pouch and I put it in her hand and I have her hold it and close it and it like glows and then like her it's not like healed but it's like the bleeding has stopped and Nice. Like, now together. Oh, thank you. Uh, silly me, I was carrying too much at once. You gotta be a little bit more careful. Can I help you with it this time? Okay, I'll have to go refill the cups and things, but... I'll clean up the mess here, then. That would be great. Thank you. Mm. You're such a kind young lad. I grab a handkerchief and immediately any blood on the floor, I wipe it up, like, so fucking fast and put it away. Like, oh, nope, nope, nothing here. Nothing was here. <laughs> um, if... The other three of you would like to, like, roll a perception to have seen that. You may. Or to, to at least seen um, Azra's strange reaction to it. 11. 30, 20. 5. So, a Achilles, you, you notice that Azra just looks maybe pained or worried for a second and then shoves porridge in her mouth and is fine again. It's like Edward in Twilight when he's like sitting over there trying not to come in his pants in biology class. Can, like, oh. <laughs> can Achilles see other things around her? Roll me an occult check. During this, uh, Miss Tail is going to use her cantrip, uh, read the air. So I'm just going to take a deep breath and kind of read the room for how I'm supposed to be acting towards Azra. Okay. Um, but it seems like everybody's kind of chill with Azra, so I'm just going to lose the scowl. Azra seems chill, um, but you should, you should, uh, you get the sense that you should probably just 
be guarded. I have a question. Yeah. So with my thing, the like skill that I get from my thing is the lore undead, and it's what I use to, oh. like it, because I was looking at it. It's occultism. I can see the ancient mysteries, obscure philosophies. It's religion. Like, so I didn't know if I could roll that because it's specifically the thing that goes with my the undead background. Yeah, yeah. Go, go for it. Yeah. Okay. Roll that instead. I wasn't sure if that was okay. Twenty-two. You see a faint, very, very faint image of an elven woman who seems to just place her hand on uh, Azra's shoulder and then it's just, it disappears from your vision. For just a moment, Azra, you just see Achilles like staring and then just looks away and smiles. Is there anything else anybody wants to uh, do before I do something certain, special? I forgot to mention two things about Miss Tail. That her eyes, the that they're locked and they're just solid black. And that she doesn't actually have a nose. Yeah, she she just, just has the two like slits that the bird beak normally has. Mm-hmm. Fucking Voldemort. Yeah, like Voldemort's nose. Holy yeah. shit. Okay, well, as you're all sitting there, a uh, another group of five comes in, uh, ver- fairly jovial, and uh, they seem to really know and understand each other. They just have this presence about them where they you can you can tell these people know each other. Um, heading up this group, uh, this female elf walks in um, beautiful features, and probably the most noticeable, huge boobs. <laughs> and I don't, I don't mean to be like so objective about this, but you guys helped me create this, these characters, and somebody, She's got some somebody said huge boobs, and I have that written as her physical feature. So thank you, huge mommy milkers. It was a goddamn joke. <laughs> but she comes in, uh, she waves uh, five fingers towards. Um, Towards Madame Italy, she gives a nod and a smile and goes towards the back and just seems to know these people already. Um, Miss Tail, you could roll me a society check, being that you've been here the longest. Society says 17. You know this group as... um, you know them to be local heroes. Um, they're just a local group of heroes that uh, each one of them has their own reputation about them. But the the face of the group, this one uh, elf, she's known for tomb raiding, um, and not in a necessarily bad way, where she goes in and disrespects corpses. She goes in and raids undead creatures of their treasures, kills them, and goes on about her day um each one of them has their own reputation about them they all kind of sit down they notice you guys they give you all nods and they go about their own seemingly type of porridge club Hmm. what are they ordering um there's a little goblin who's ordering nothing but meat sausage bacon uh ham steaks and even a little bit of uh hard bread 
Um, but the others are ordering a variety of things, mostly porridge and some side meat of some kind. Huh. Hey. Hey, you. With the... Hey, you lady. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Y'all in some kind of porridge club? <laughs> no, we just come here to eat every once in a while. It's a pretty good place. It's mostly we come here after a big victory, usually. Sounds like a porridge club to me. If that's what you'd like to call it. I would. Hey, I raise a bowl of porridge. <laughs> hey, here's to you. She gives you a nod and kind of shimmies her shoulders just a little bit and popping out her chest. Okay. <laughs> Does that mean something? Licks your ear. What? <laughs> she pinches your nipple and licks your ear and slaps you in the face. <laughs> <laughs> But they continue eating and go about their day. Um, unless you guys want to do any discussions with them. Miss Tail, you know them to be... They're not like world-class heroes. They're just more or less local heroes. Do small things here and there. But they have a reputation about them that brings them discounts at certain places. Sometimes, Most of the inns. Um, this is where I want to tell you guys that I have created and implemented a subsystem in this game called Renown. So as you guys regain Renown in the game as characters, you'll get special perks and abilities. So five Renown. Access to locals to the local adventurers guild. Ten Renown. Discount at local inns. Fifteen Renown. You become small town heroes. Discounts in favorable stores. Key is they have to be favorable to you. Uh, 25 Renown, you get one free room for a night and one free meal for all, uh, for all of your party at local inns. And at 50 Renown, you get recommendations from local leaders to the kingdom. So they spread your name to higher-ups in the kingdom. Hmm. Cool. But yes, you know that about these, these folks, the Black Hand, as they're called. Well, I'm glad I read the air and haven't been scowling at the elf because that's that's a dangerous elf. Mm. <laughs> More ways than one. I was gonna say, does Achilles know who these people are? Probably. Um, roll me a society check. Twenty, dirty. I'll say you know of at least this lady. Um. You probably saw her and her daughter come by the church one time to a particular grave, and um, they they stayed for a while. She brought flowers, and they left. Um, but you heard some of the other priests talking about how she's one of the local heroes, and she saved the church once from uh, uh, one of the crypts, had some undead come to life, and she's uh, kind of a big deal around here. Miss Dale, do you think that we could be heroes? One day, if you try hard enough. Not just me. I want all of us to be. We'd have to find something to fight for. Porridge. Mm. You know. Porridge club <laughs> fights for porridge. We're defending the porridge? Damn. Yes. What, what's hurting the porridge? 
capitalism. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, holy shit. And on that note. So here we are back in the present. Smoke has just billed up from the Duchess's estate. Alarm bells start ringing. Ding, da-ling, ding, da-ling, ding, da-ling, ding. Um, suddenly from one of the nearby buildings, as you're up on this platform, kind of overlooking this, this area within the walls, you watch as those five heroes come marching out and uh, already with weapons in hand, leave, leave the gates and go, you're guessing, toward, toward the smoke. What do you guys like to do? By the holy light, Rook, what, what have they done? I don't know, but it ain't good. I have to go help. I, I have to. Can we stop it? No, probably not. Are you being honest? Maybe. I mean, maybe we could, but we'd have a target on our back for the rest of our lives. Who cares? Why do you? Why do you care? Rook, um, <laughs> you get the thought, and you do with this what you will, that. You could observe. You're given a pretty good spot to observe. You wouldn't be seen, but you would have a good vantage point. I know somewhere we can go and we can take a look at what's going on. Maybe there's something we could do. Maybe. Let's go. I'm going. Yeah. All right, let's go. Are you still hugging the tree, Misty? I'm not necessarily hugging it, but yeah, I was still at the tree. I will tap your shoulders. Okay. I understand. Short, short visit. Sorry. <laughs> we'll come back again, Misty. <laughs> you all get your, get yourselves ready to leave the place. Uh, there's only one guard at the, at the gate, uh, gatehouse. But he looks flustered. He sees you guys. He's like, "Yeah, just get your stuff and go." Um, he looks like he's he's waiting for word that he can leave his post and go help with whatever's happening. Um, so you guys are giving your stuff back. You hand over the the little bark piece. Do we get extra stuff because he's flustered? <laughs> if you would like to roll me a thievery thievery check, you could attempt to steal something. Is it worth it? He's busy. He won't notice. 14. You uh, you reach over the counter, you try to watch for him, and right as you're like watch right as you're reaching and watching him, he turns back to you. Just what you just what you came in with. Don't grab anything else. Oh, sorry, my bad. I thought that was mine. That's that's completely my bad. It's fine, it's fine. Just you, you might want to get out of here. I don't know what's going on, but it doesn't look good. I know. I slap your hand and tell you ten Hail Marys. I, I don't know what that is. It's things Catholics do to like get forgiveness when they do something bad or minor bad. 
So because you tried to steal something, whatever the equivalency is. Mm. Ten of them. You okay. have to build ten benches. Oh, shit. Okay. Oh, damn. <laughs> I will tell the priests about this. No! <laughs> 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 so you all follow Rook to this smallish building. It's about three, three, uh, three stories tall, and he takes you up to the top where there's this little alcove where the window is, and it's just shaded enough where you don't have the sun on you. Actually, you're realizing that the sun's not out. Strangely, there's this dark mass of cloud over top of specifically the Duchess's district. So all of the buildings in that district is just dark, dark clouds. They're just kind of rolling in the area. And as you get up to that window and you look over it, over the walls of the Duchess's uh, branch, you see that there's figures just kind of moving about at inhuman speed. Rook, this doesn't look like what you expected until you see one of these figures is running alongside Reaper. Uh, what the fuck? So we got Reaper down there and we got somebody running alongside him. Somebody I didn't expect to see. Somebody you didn't expect to see. It's a female. She's got bright red eyes. Sorry, one second. Da, 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 da. If you'd like, you could roll me either a society or a cult check. Um, could I potentially use my lore underworld? Underworld is in like criminal underworld. Yes. Absolutely. That is a 19. There's a, uh, there's a group that was mentioned to be worked with before. They just called them the, uh, your people, that is. Just called them the ROB. But this this particular person heads up that group. Her name is Desdemona Lockwood. Oh, God. That's Desdemona Lockwood down there with Reaper. Who and who? Azra. You recognize that last name. Yeah, I do. Is that not a good person? As far as I know, that is not. Do we need to go stop them? It's gonna be easy again. Okay. Yeah, we probably should. I mean, Reaper ain't good, but that ain't good either. And it's about this moment that you see the local heroes are now getting into the fray of this and they're starting a fight with these folks. 
and immediately you watch as um, their dwarf gunslinger pulls out a gun and it backfires and the gun goes flying. And the... I face palm. <laughs> the woman, uh, Desdemona, kind of smiles, runs forward in superhuman speed. And the next thing you see is blood spurting from this dwarf's throat. And he falls to his knees and then to his stomach. Then more of them fight. A halfling who's casting spells and uh, trying to help their dwarven friend is then sideswiped. And they fall over and they try to get back up and then cleaved their head gone. The swashbuckler, uh, sorry, not swash, um, the female woman that you were just talking to, she goes over to her halfling friend, puts her hands on him, stands up, she reaches for her neck where a necklace hanged, hung, hanged, anyway, um, grabs it, you see her close her eyes, and it from this distance, ah, hell, it's, uh, cinematic, so I'm just going to describe it anyway. You see a tear fall from her eyes as a, another entity, bright glowing eyes, comes up and just feasts on her throat. Meanwhile, Reaper has this kind of big old smile, and he starts to walk out the, out the, the walls and looks up towards you. I point a gun at him. <laughs> okay. I don't know what you think you're going to do, man. I know I can't do anything, but it seemed cool. You know, uh, Rook, you know you, you can't be seen from inside this, but you know he's looking at you. Yeah. We got to... I don't know what we got to do, but we got to do something. Can I have any, like, idea of what's happening from my religious background? Um, I feel like I might have fought something like this before. Yeah, roll me a, um, we'll say roll me a knowledge check. Knowledge. Knowledge. Uh... Be with intelligence. Oh, with intelligence? I like intelligence. Is there actually like something called like a knowledge check? It's a lore check, but I don't think oh. you're trained in it, so that's why I just said knowledge. Okay. So that would be a nine. Um you the most you can glimpse is that these are vampires. Mm -hmm. Right. And I think that's that's probably pretty obvious, but like outside of Outside of that, you can't really tell what's going on. You probably don't even know who that Desdemona person is other than Rook saying their name. Mm -hmm. And uh, the fight continues to go on. Um, the last one to fall of the, of the local heroes is this goblin Razorhead. Um, he's got these, you know, he's got these little 
cuts and things from where he tried to shave his head. But he's uh, he's going up. He's going at it with all he can. He's got this great, great cleaver, and he's trying to chop at these these creatures. Some of them lose limbs, but then they seem to grow right back. Um, and he's taking hits from them. He's bleeding. He's still going. And then finally, this Desdemona comes up and drains him, and his his face, his skin pulls back, sunken. And he's, he's gone. For a moment, everything is chaotic. Alarm bells still ring. Those creatures dissipate. Reaper goes in or around to the front gate. You realize now he's holding a head. The head of a vampire. And he stops at the gates. He stops at the gate to Duchess's Manor and drops it. Vampires attack the Duchess. That's what they're saying. He's going to say the vampires attached the Duchess, and then he brought him the head of the vampire that did something in there. By his holy light. What the fuck? <laughs> well, come morning time, Reaper's gonna be a hero around here. Not if we can't do anything about it. Like what? Like, tell the Duchess? Maybe we could. I mean, we just watched him help kill the local heroes. Maybe we could go down there. Maybe. That, uh, that opening in the wall is still open. If you wanted to go that route. I'll leave it up to you guys. I think we all agreed we were going to stay. I want to go. You want to run away? No, I want to go in that hole in the wall. Oh, like to go into the manor? Yes. Oh. I'll fit. Okay. How big is this hole? It's big enough that you all could fit. Like, you might have to squeeze through. Uh, some of you larger folk, like, especially Miss Tail. Miss Tail might have to squeeze through and... Or Miss Tail could even fly? glide. No, oh. Miss Tail can't fly. You've never seen Miss Tail fly, but you've seen Miss Tail glide. Assume you're right. Fair enough. Racist. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I got these great wings, but can't fly. You're like a penguin. What <laughs> <laughs> penguin guard? <laughs> anyway, I'm not trying to kill this guy. <laughs> Penguins are adorable. So is the point that we're, the vantage point we're at, is that above the wall? From here, yes. Um, yeah, you're above the wall. But it's uh, probably 30 feet from the wall. Could I glide over it? Yeah. Um, I'll say make me a athletics or acrobatics check. 
Dirty 20 acrobatics. Okay. Um, yeah, you, you, uh, are you going to just go straight through the window? Yeah, kind of like perch through the window and jump out. Okay. Um, all right. So yeah, you extend your wings as you jump and fairly well glide, but slowly, slowly descend until you reach the inner courtyard of this place. It's fairly empty right now other than guards. They're just astonished and they're trying to stick around the manor itself. They see you come in and they hold their weapons out, but they recognize you as you've been here for a little while. And they say, if, if you can heal, she needs help. Who? The Duchess. I'll say, I'm, is, is, I'm started the only one rushing through the hole. He's the only one over there right now. So you guys are coming around. Or yeah, Miss Tail, she is the only one over there right now. Uh, you guys are coming around. Either you can go through the gate or through the, the side hole. Whatever is the fastest way. Side hole would be fastest. Okay. I'm going to the side hole. Miss Tail knows medicine, but she cannot heal. Okay. Um, before we get up in there, I'm going to grab uh, Ike by the shoulder. Mm-hmm. Like if I go in there, you gotta help me, man. Help you with what? If I get caught going against the plan, then I'm worse than dead. So, just I want to help, but you gotta help me once we're done. That's all I've ever been trying to do. I put my hand over your hand, and then I run down the stairs to go. All right, let's go. So, um, Miss Tail, you go up, you go in, and the first body you're kind of closest to is the halfling. Um, and as you get close, you feel you're, you're familiar with fate and its strings that it's pull that it pulls. You feel a, a pull toward the halfling. And as you get closer and step closer, suddenly a golden light, a stream of it kind of wisps from the halfling towards you. You can level your character up to level five. Jesus. The others of you as you come in. Sorry, head. Um, who was leading the leading the pack there? I'm about to say, yeah. I think it was Achilles. 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 It's kind of happenstance, fate even. Because as you enter, the first body right there is Razorhead. And as you get closer, you feel strange. It's a strange connection to this person you've hardly ever met, maybe one time before. Can I see him and also see him? You see him and him. <laughs> um, and you actually even hear him. Give me vengeance. Of course. And he nods and his form disappears. And a golden light whisks from his body to yours. You can now be level five. 
Azra, I think you're the next one up. Mm-hmm. There was a, um, amongst this group, there was a taller uh, elf with blue braided hair. And she's got this pocket watch in her, in her grip. And as you get closer, you feel a strange connection to her. You don't, you can't explain it. For a moment, that pocket watch, as it's open, on one side has like a picture in it. And it's reflective. For a moment, you see a face in that reflection. And then it's gone. But then, golden wisp of light streams out of her and into you. So I take it none of these people are alive? Correct. Okay. You are now level five. Um, Ike, I think you're the next one up. Mm-hmm. You come in and the person you were like, damn, the luck. Mm-hmm. The dwarf gunslinger. You go and check on them. His gun is ruined. You might have a couple of bullets, so if you'd like to take them, you could. Yeah, I'll take I'll take the gun because I know I can probably take it apart. Um, you realize there's a brand of a heretic on their on their neck. Mm. What number? Seven. That's yeah, that's pretty serendipitous. <laughs> the golden light streams from it to you. You're now level five. I grab my neck and go, nah. <laughs> Rook. You make it in finally. And the only one that you really personally had a connection with was the one you had a conversation with back at the porridge in paradise. You go up to her and you realize in her palm, that necklace she's wearing, is a locket with her daughter's picture in it. picture of her, her daughter, and an unknown male at a farm. And you feel a connection to her. Golden light streams from her body to yours. And you're now level five. I'll take that locket. And, uh, do my pecs get bigger? (laughs) (laughs) You know what? We'll say yes. Your pecs and your uh, biceps. Biceps. Your biceps. Those are the male boobs. I don't know if you guys would be interested in necessarily like looting these characters or not. I would take the pocket watch. I'm about to say I take this scrap gun and any kind of bullets he has. I don't know what my lady has to offer. Um. Achilles, you would have noticed a fancyful bag on Razorhead if you would have liked to take it. What is it? It's just kind of fancy. Fancy bag is mine now. Well, this this is everything on that list is yours, but the fanciful bag is a bag of holding. Ooh! You can divide that up with a party as you wish. Um, we can probably do that later though, if, if that, yeah. that's better. So as you guys get in, uh, the guards are immediately, you know, 
wary of you, and then they see this this happening happen to you, where the, the golden light streams into you, and they they look amazed and shocked. I one of them comes up. I I don't know who you are, other than Miss Tail, but something tells me that you're meant to be here. One of you heal. I do. I can. We need some help. And um, looking back, Rook, back towards the gate, they've closed the gate to the Reaper. Hmm. They've not let him in. Good. So you you two both make it inside. Um, there's a... I gotta get her name real quick. I'm sorry. Duchess Onion Theriel. She's uh, sitting on this, I don't know what you call it, like a onion. It's A-N-I-E-N, but you can spell it however you like. She's the duchess. She's sitting on this um, low couch. Uh, think of like a Victorian couch almost. Um, and beside her is a young child who has a puncture wound, uh, just a singular one, through the upper chest. Uh, bleeding not badly, but bad enough. And uh, as you are brought in by the guard, she looks up and, Can you help, please? She he, Absolutely. She was stabbed by something, and I just don't want her to be in pain. I, I'm i going to walk over and try to like identify like the puncture mark to kind of know like whether there was poison or anything like that, see if there's any like decaying or like I guess pussy. Go ahead, roll me a medicine check. And uh, Azra, if you would like with your uh, proficiency with poisons and things, you could give Ike inspir or not inspir uh, advantage. Twenty seven. Okay. Um, no uh, no visible occurrence of poison or anything of that nature. Mm -hmm. Just looks to be a, a stab wound. I just I'm gonna like relay that to uh, Azra. So be like, no poison, Azra. Just get something that's gonna heal this boy. And then I'm gonna like roll up my sleeves and like start grabbing out like uh, my holy light and sending it kind of up to like try to beam like the holy light to kind of in there and cast stabilize through that to make sure that he's not going to die. Okay. Um, yeah, as you cast stabilize, the light seems to to glow around this child, and uh, the wound stops bleeding. And as your as the the blood kind of seeps back into the wound, you're realizing it wasn't even really that deep. It just kind of bled a little bit. Hmm. They weren't trying to kill. They were just trying to probably scare. Hmm. Anything from you? No, I... No. So okay. You're, you're gonna give... I was gonna give the potion. You could give the potion in it. I didn't know if it 
he needed it. It would I... seal up the wound and. Okay. Yep. So yeah. I was trying to see because like, we leveled up and I have the thing for level one and I don't have it for level five. That's okay. Okay. For now. So yeah, I'll I'll do that for mm-hmm. this time. Okay. So the child heals and um, their eyes kind of open up and they look shocked and a little scared. But they look around at you guys and looks at you and is at first a little bit scared, but then calmed. You're, you're really pretty. <laughs> Thanks, kid. <laughs> I hope I get to be as pretty as you one day. Well, luckily for you, you have a whole lifetime to practice. No. Uh, <laughs> grow? <laughs> grow. You outside, those three of you outside. Um, I don't know what, what you three are doing exactly, but uh, you were just given this strange happening. You watch the two of them go inside with one of the guards. Um, if you guys want to say anything, you can. If not, I'll go into what's happening outside. I feel weird. Are there like are there guards around? Yeah. A whole bunch. Mm-hmm. Is there a big guard? Is there a guard captain? Actually, as you're kind of standing there, the gates open. Uh, as as they open, you see uh, Reapers no longer out front. The head is still there. He's no longer there. Um, and actually, you watch as somebody kneels down, picks up the the head, looks at it, and walks in. They have bright red hair, bright blue eyes. Dakota, you know this person as Malverick. Wouldn't I know him too? Yeah, yeah. You, you would know, I don't know if you'd know him personally maybe? I would probably know his name. You know his Especially name. if yeah. he's always opening the gate. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, this is what you assume to be the captain of the Night Watch. You there. From the Watch. Yeah. You know who did this? I was going to ask you the same thing, stranger. I do. And I'm willing to tell you, but... They can't know. They can't know it was me. Hmm. We can protect you, if needed. We'll take you in, and... Therefore, all of the rest of your friends, Miss Tail, nice to see you again. They nod at you. It's nice to see you. And, uh, I can't remember your name, but, uh, I've seen you around. Achilles. Achilles. Well, um, if you help me with this, we can offer you protection, but you'll have to come stay with us at the, at the warden. I don't know if I'll make it that long. Listen. This was a dwarf. They called Reaper. Okay. And uh, the Lady Lockwood. I'm sure you're familiar. <laughs> yeah. You're realizing now, as you're closer to him, and as he's talking, he's got subtle fangs. Don't worry, I'm. Not one of them. I gotta. Now I'm dead. 
I'm already dead, so I might as well tell you. They plan to kill the queen. The queen? High queen? They plan to kill the high queen. Alright, this is a problem. I need to immediately escort you and your friends to the ward. Can we do that? As long as everything's good and set up, I'll go wherever you need me to go. We can even use one of their carriages to take you discreetly. Okay. Thank you. In the meantime, you there. And he walks away and goes, talks to one of the guards. He's definitely commanding the space as he, as he walks anywhere. You see that the, the guards that he approaches just immediately kind of go to attention. And um, they kind of talk under hushed tones a little bit. He kind of looks back at you guys and points to a building off the side. And uh, the guard nods, walks away towards that building. And then he goes inside. And uh, you three want to say anything outside before I cut back inside? No, Miss Tails just kind of looking at the mess. How about you? No? no. Okay. Um, Azra and Ike, you're finishing up taking care of this child and having this conversation with her and the Duchess. And Malverick comes in and immediately uh, the Duchess sees him and goes over to him and she's trying to hold herself together. I want to know how this happened and why they were able to get in so easily. And he kind of lets her, lets her uh, banter him a little bit. And Azra, you know him to be very... Uh, um, I, I can't think of the word I'm trying to say here, but think... Wesley from The Princess Bride. You know, he, she she would always say those things to him and he'd be, as you wish, as you wish, you know. But he's he's kind of along those lines, kind of silent, kind of um, takes every, everything she says and accepts it as fact. Look, I don't know how this happened. I'm sorry it did. And if you want to let me go because of it, I understand. But I'm not going to let anything else happen so you, your child, and these folks here are going to come with us to the ward, and we're going to keep you safe there. She kind of looks a little astonished and baffled that he'd even suggest such a thing and starts to say something, and then he finally says, No, there's no option in this. we got to keep you safe, and i got to send a team up to Aelin Theron. And eventually, they... She and her child kind of agree, and they go and get some things. Leaving you and Ike with this gentleman, Malverick. I'm packing up my supplies that I had set up. I didn't expect to see you here, Azra. I'm glad you were, though. Thanks. I would say likewise, but... I mean, it's kind of your job to be here. <laughs> yeah. Well, unfortunately for you, you gotta stick around my my place for a while. Your friend out there told me some pretty heavy shit. They were going after the queen. They're what? 
they, yeah, that's what he said. And um, I'm not taking any chances. So if he's in danger, likely you're all in danger. So you're all going to come with me. There's a carriage being prepared so you can be discreet. But we're going to get you there. I'll even have a guard force surrounding the carriage just in case. Thank you. I got some work to do, so go meet with your, go meet with your friends outside, and I'll take care of everything in here. Sure. Aye, aye, Captain. I say, like, ironically. <laughs> okay. You guys go outside. Mm-hmm. All right, your two friends come back. Is, is everybody okay? Yeah, everything's fine. They weren't trying to kill anyone. They just scared them. I think they were trying to send a message. Well, they killed the heroes. They did, but they didn't kill the boy, thank God. I uh, I start walking over to, like, the hero corpses, and I start, like, folding, like, their hands in front of them and, like, doing, like, basically, like, last rites for my religion over them. Just holding my, like, necklace talisman and kind of, like, holding it over there, trying to, like, get the sunlight to go through it to, like, guide them to the sky. Roll me a dexterity save. A uh, reflex save, I guess is what it's called. 27. So as you're reaching down for the... Um, the female elf that we spoke of earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, suddenly her eyes lurch open and you take a step back. Her eyes are bright red. By the gods. <laughs> I'd like each of you to roll me initiative. Mm. Oh, shit. Listeners, bear with us because this is our first combat under the Pathfinder system. So, um, Where's initiative? Initiative is actually on, uh, I think it's offense. Uh, it's technically perception. Oh. So, um, it's kind of interesting in this in this game because you can use other skills. Like, let's say you wanted to be sneaky, you could uh, roll stealth instead of per- uh, perception. Oh, Just as long as you can tell me why you want to go that way. Yeah. Do you need that book? <laughs> yes. That's the wrong book. That's that's the monster book. Get out of here. Initiative. I have a very special ability called After You because I'm a swashbuckler. I can voluntarily go last, but I gain panache. Nice. Is that what you'd like to do? Voluntarily yes. go last? I'll go last. What's okay. panache do? Panache lets me fuck him up. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, it's kind of so, like KIE points. Anybody? Uh, okay, I don't know. What's the highest? What's everybody's roll? 26. 27. 14. 17. Okay, so 27. Johnny, or... <coughs> I'm doing into the fray as I'm rolling initiative. Um, so, first up on initiative is Johnny. Johnny, uh, sorry, Ike. The woman in front of you, her eyes snapped open. And in that moment, you take a step back. And we come to your turn as you see this creature come back to life. Bright red eyes and fangs starting to grow from incisors. Are they still on the ground? Um, 
Yes, they're still on the ground for the moment. Okay, cool. So I'm going to use my free action of Into the Fray when I roll initiative. Uh, I know that trouble can lurk around every corner, and my hands never stray far from my holsters. I can interact to draw a one-handed ranged weapon, and can then interact to draw a one-handed melee weapon. And as my first action on my first turn, I can stride as a free action toward the enemy I can perceive. So as a free action with initiative, I draw both my gun and my sword and walk towards her for no actions. I'm then going to uh, shout, uh, to, like, out just as I'm slashing, I guess. I'm going to say, like, Vampire! And then I'm going to slash with my sword. Okay. Which, hold on. Okay. Which is a uh, Fleisa, by the way. I believe it's called a Fleisa. Um, that is a 30 to hit. Uh, yeah, that hits. Do I crit? Ooh, nice. High AC. Okay, so I do... Let's see here. Okay, it does four slashing damage. Okay. And then I'm going to use my other two actions to cast um, Disrupt Undead. So I roll, I believe, a spell attack against them. Um, I lance the target with energy. And then we'll see how they do if I hit them. Uh, 26 to hit. Hits. Cool. Okay. They need to roll a, a fortitude save for me. Okay. Um, that's a total of 27. 27. Okay. Nothing else happens. Then they just take, uh, what is it? 3d6 plus two, um, divine damage. Positive. Okay. Yeah get another d6 here that is 18 divine damage okay positive all right uh you notice that as you swiped with your sword almost immediately it healed back mm -hmm. um, but then when you hit with the divine energy um the skin started to fall away like ash still mm -hmm. standing still standing before you but parts of their skin are just dust and there's exposed parts of their underflesh. <clears throat> Back to the shadows with you, demon! Next up, we come to Dakota. Okay. I want to... Um, go to gear. Get my crossbow. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. D loading it is an action, correct? Loading it is an action. Getting it out is an action. Drawing a weapon. Okay. Pretty sure, right? I don't know. Let me see. That might be a free action. And why is that not on this list? <laughs> I think you just interact, right? Yeah, that's an action. Yeah. I wish it told you. I clicked on it and it doesn't. Yeah. I think it's an action. But for this time, we'll say... I was going to say, I don't, I don't care. Like, if you want to count it as an action for this time... Yeah, I, 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 we'll say it's an action because Johnny Johnny just used a, a special feat that allowed him to act with a reaction with something that would be 
normally a regular action. So I get to spend three actions for nothing at the beginning of combat. It's pretty good. Okay, so I'm going to take it out, load it, and then shoot it. Okay. 22 to hit. Uh, hits. Okay. Just hits. I don't know if you add anything to this, but eight. If you don't, eight. Or not eight. Does it have a plus beside it at Five. all? Five. I just know that it's a. Okay, oh, so no, it's a projectile. It, yeah. It's I'm proficient in it. I don't know if that does anything, but it's a five. Five damage. Okay. Uh, your bolt. Your bolt goes in. It reaches up with a claw, snaps it off, and you see the skin kind of heal over whatever's left inside. <clears throat> um, so that's Dakota. Now we come to. Oh. I have a free action. Could I do that? Yep. I want to make a healing bomb and throw it at her. Okay. Okay. Well, you don't. You have one on hand. Is what it is. No, oh. it might be that she like hastily. I make one. quick. Oh, okay. okay. So that's what. That's a free action. Yeah. Okay. Free action. Did you get to make it and throw it? Hell yeah, that's fucking sick. Gotta find those things to get action economy. I should have told you. So it's a elixir of life. It's a elixir bomb. Elixir of life, right? Yeah. So you just. So a d6. That I know. Okay. Five. Five, and that's positive damage. So that technically does more. Okay. All right. That was uh, finishing Dakota's turn. We come to the, the vampire. She stands up as an action. Reaches out to Johnny and does a claw swipe. Yeah, she's coming out of the game. Huh? Ah. Uh, what the fuck? That is a... 30 to hit? Yeah, it hits. No crit. For a total of eight slashing damage. Okay. And I need to check something here. You are now considered grabbed. You bastard. Got you right where I want you, though. Um, it is going to then... Why doesn't it have something for that? Okay. It's going to attempt to uh, bite and drink your blood. We'll say... It doesn't have a plus. 22 to hit? Barely. Barely, okay. So then you lose 5 HP. Ah! And it gains. Now, we come to Marshall. You just watched as it uh, rose after taking hits and hits and just healing. 
and came back and bit uh, your buddy Ike. I'm going to try and hit it with my sword. Okay. Go ahead and roll the hit. to hit. Uh, unfortunately, misses. Dang. Uh, actually, no. Hits, because it is also considered technically grabbed. So it has a... Minus. Minus. Yep. Uh, Situational boats. Okay, and then... Thirteen damage. Uh, 13, you said? Yes. All right. Oh, man, my pencil broke. Um, all right. It's still standing. Um, and this is just a regular sword, right? Yeah. Okay, just making sure. Um, it, heal, it heals a little bit of it. So when I say it heals, this is just me trying to add flavor to what is going on without telling you what exactly is going on. Um, so it, it seems to be less affected by your weapon. It sinks in, but then it almost regrows partially. So uh, it wasn't as effective as you thought it would be. Okay. So then we come to... Uh, is that all of your turn? You just swiped. I think that's all I got. Um, you could... Uh, attempt a recall knowledge check which is an action to give you some knowledge about this creature if you'd like sure how do I do that you just roll a lore check uh, I don't have I have lore undead yeah this undead. is a, this is an undead creature so perfect it's 26 okay you learn that it is Uh, resistant to physical damage uh, you recall sorry you remember that uh, vampires in lore and legend are uh, resistant to any regular type of damage but if somebody were to use a silvered weapon um, it would surpass that resistance um, as well as they have fast healing so when they are hit they, they have healing on their own turn that's what you learn. So, you have one more action. Me? Mm hmm. You could move. I guess you technically would have moved up to it, swiped with your sword, and recalled knowledge. So, I guess that's your turn, unless you have a free action you'd like to do. Would breaching in a bag be a free action or no? Um, that'd technically be an interact. Okay. Then I shall wait. Okay. Um, then we come to Joe or Mistail. Is there just the one correct? There's just the one. Is there any minuses for casting a spell at a target that's grappling? Um...
it it just has a minus to its AC. So okay. I'm going to cast Scorching Blast. Okay. Does a twenty-three just hits? Just hits. So you'll you'll do full damage. It doesn't have glancing like before. This is what kind of damage? Fire. Okay. Oh, I can roll in there. All right, so eight damage. Eight damage. Okay. Um, as your fire burns at it, it looks very, very rough, but it is still standing. Um, there's uh, now char marks on its skin. Uh, some of the, the revealed flesh has uh, kind of dried up and pulled back even more. It, it looks really rough. It, as if it didn't look like a corpse already, it looks worse. Anything else you'd like to do on your turn? I think you have one action left, right? I think, because I cast it and then I attacked with it. Uh, well, I, most spells are usually two actions. That's why I said... Oh, it's a single. It's a single? Okay. It just has the one triangle. Okay, so yeah, then yep, you're good. You got two actions left. I'll just move a little bit closer. Okay. Um, do you have a shield? No. No? Okay. Um... Then we come to Aaron's turn. Yes. I'm gonna fucking punch her. I'm gonna fucking punch this bitch. All right, so you're, had, oh, you're gonna move up to her and you're yes. gonna punch her? Okay. So I need to move up first as an action. Mm -hmm. hmm? I'm going to do what for, yes. You said you had like different kind of rings, or any of them yes. silver. DJ, why don't you roll me a d twenty? <laughs> That's a nat twenty. That is a oh, I all of them are silver. Oh shit! Even the gold ones; those are just that's <laughs> fake gold. All right, so I walk up to her, and then I go for what the swashbuckler calls the confident finisher. Because I have panache, I can expend it to do a big fucking attack. Okay. So I'm going to walk up to her and then go for a huge overhand directly into the vampire jaw. Go for it. A 22 to hit. Hits. Ooh. I know I said just hits earlier. It's yeah, I forgot about the minus two, so you hit hit. Nineteen damage. How would you like to do this? I <laughs> want to. Uh, what's she doing at the start of my turn? At the start of your turn, uh, she had just finished like drinking of uh, Ike's body. 
And she got set on fire. She got set on fire. And um, she's, so she, her head is pulling away and recoiling from the flames. And so yeah, as she pulls her head away, I just walk up behind her, put my hand on her shoulder, turn around, and then I punch her fucking head off. <laughs> I punch it OFF off. I punch it off. You hear a couple crunches as the uh, the rings just embed themselves into her jaw, tearing out her uh, her incisors, and her body slumps. And there, there's this serene look of peace that comes to her face as she falls. Just shake my hand like, ugh. I'm going to, I'm going to like, just like, after being, you know, bitten, just like holding my neck like, ah, god damn, that's a hell of a right hook you got. Uh, I've had a lot of practice. And it's a... For flavor, what side of my neck would did she bite? We'll say your right side. Oh, okay. Well, that's awkward. Why is that awkward? That's where my brand is. Oh. <laughs> you got bit on the brand. <laughs> so, as this is all happening, um, just finishing this fight, this Malverick person comes out of the building drawing his weapon, um, which is a a uh, long rifle that he has on his back. Mm-hmm. Um, a long rifle of sorts. Mm-hmm. Pulls it out and looks around, realizes you guys took care of it, kind of relaxes a little bit. Well, you're more capable than I would have imagined. I don't mean that in any kind of insulting way. It's just not every adventurer or hero goes out and fights a vampire their first fight. So, I've done it before. Fair enough. I guess you are a priest. Well, um, when we get back, I have I have some things I can give each of you. That was not only did you save my men, my women, but you also you also saved the people inside this building, and the town's gonna probably be grateful for that, whether they say so or not. Mm-hmm. I'm grateful. So, um, who would like to keep track of the party renown? I can. Okay. That's all right. Dakota. You about to tell me? Yeah. You have just gained one party renown. Just, just so you know. Keep it. I should have put that in the middle, but it doesn't matter. Can you erase that? Because it, it, that number will get bigger. That's okay. I well, I have. I put it off to the side, so it's okay. It's you cool. can tally mark it. Yeah, tally. Oh, there you go. So true. Yeah, Malverick says, "Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm grateful for that that you at least saved some more people here today. I've already got enough on my plate." But he looks over to the other building, and uh, coming at this moment um, now is the carriage. It's a fairly large carriage, be able to hold U five plus the woman and child on the inside of the building. Mm-hmm. Um, not to kind of skip over anything, but the ride there is slow going, mm-hmm. a definite show of force with the uh, guards patrolling outside the carriage. Yes. Uh, Can, uh-huh. 
Go Sorry. ahead. Go ahead. I was about to say, see if it was okay if I tried to. I was gonna ask you to. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like, fixes. Oh yeah, yeah. Bite mark. <laughs> you see me like pull the. I'm like yeah. I pull like the collar down. I untie like the the or I undo the priest like collar. I then have like a full like scarf thing almost. I undo that. There's like a like a weird little like cloth thing over it. I then take the cloth thing off. Can I say something for flavor? Can I say like my eyes slightly turn from like a goldish my gold color to like red hue, but like it keeps it comes back to gold. Okay. I I, I stop in the middle. I'm like, you're good for this, right? It's not bothering me. Okay. I'm going to try to keep it, I guess, under wraps and like private, but people want to try to see they can, I guess. I mean, we are in a carriage. <laughs> um, you probably noticed that the child like gets a little freaked out at first, seeing uh, Azra's eyes go red. Mm-hmm. But as they go back to normal, they kind of breathe a little funny and I would mm-hmm. say like pink. Have a have a nervous uh, nervous laugh and then mm-hmm. uh, just kind of sits, sits there with their uh, mom and mom's just kind of holding them and not really paying much attention. She's just kind of looking out the window. Mm-hmm. The, Shades, not much of a window. I forget. Did we say for flavor that fetchling blood was a different color or anything like that? I forget what we ruled on that. I don't remember. I was going to like ask if it could be like a dark blue, like to where like yeah, why not? Yeah, it's like it's basically like that dark red, but instead it's just a dark navy blue color. Okay. Yeah. Kind of like what you see in your veins. Yeah. Um. So. You're all riding in the carriage. Is there anything you guys want to talk about before you guys get to the ward? I phase my familiar. <laughs> Actually, no. You know what? It sounds cooler to me. These vines and things kind of grow up from around the bottom of the carriage, seep their way into the, the frame of it, and then appear in front of you, and then kind of shimmer up your hands. Yeah... Yeah. Meet Spiral. This is my familiar. And Spiral is a, uh, like a tumbleweed. But when I say meet Spiral, it's tumbleweed kind of folds down and reveals like a little leaf person. Mm. Aww. That's a real nice bush you got, (laughs) Miss. <laughs> and I got a little less less cute. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice, bouge. I mean, I made a friend too. You got a friend? Yeah, and a little a little teeny rat, a, a real rat, like a real rat sized rat, scurries I, up on my rat, rat shoulder. I have an idea for flavor. Oh, okay. Ooh. What if it's just its head is bald? It's what? It just its head. Like, its head portion of it. A bald-headed rat? It's bald, like it was razor cut. It's molding. <gasps> oh. Oh, oh I have a little bald-headed rat. <laughs> that's so cute. <laughs> I already named him. Okay, that's fine. His name's Laszlo. He's a little rat. Mm-hmm. I got bit. <laughs> Are you okay? I think so. I think I'll be fine. 
That's good. not the first time. Probably won't be the last. Yeah, I punched a vampire's teeth out. Yeah, you did. That was kind of fun. It was very impressive. You're That's like a heretic. <laughs> did you notice that? Dude, you're a heretic. Did he notice that? Did I? I don't know. No one like told me if they noticed I don't that. know. You said I could if I wanted to. <laughs> well, I didn't know if anyone was going to try. I just did. Oh, okay. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. Don't tell a lot of people, please. Hey, cool, man. You know, we all got a little secret. Hmm. I'll tell you mine if you tell me yours. Which one? The biggest one. No. Not right now. <laughs> the smallest one? <laughs> I don't know if anyone knows anything about uh, heresy, but my brand is a 17 for record. I've forgotten to... I've forgotten to give... Uh, I've forgotten to give Isley silver two times in the past three months. Maybe that's why the dwarves found you. Fucking probably. <laughs> she wouldn't do no, that. What the fuck is 17? 17 different heretical sins? No, it's how many acts of heresy. Damn, bro. You see the uh, rookie number. The Duchess kind of pulls her, her kid closer, uh, hearing that. But she doesn't look towards you, um, making any noticeable outward uh, recognition of, of that. I'm getting better. That's good. I'm, I'm, I'm doing a little better these past few minutes. Mm-hmm. I ain't gonna lie. That's the first time I ever punched like a bad guy. <laughs> Plus you're like a free man now, right? Kind of? Um, free man on the run? Uh, he's in witness protection. Yeah, free is a real strong term, although I don't know what they're going to find out about me. I don't... They might still not like me. I might go to jail again. I'll be there for you. Thank you. (laughs) The Porridge Club will be there. We'll meet there every Wednesday. Just visiting. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Luckily, in the prison here, you do get fed porridge. It's like the one thing prisoners get. It's usually gruel. I know it looks like porridge, but it's gruel. <laughs> and eventually, you guys make it to uh, Night Watch Ward. Um, I don't have a name for the building, so if any of you would like to roll that up at some point, I'd be fine with that. Um, but you make it into the more or less the fortress of the Night Watch. Um, they have some fairly slapped together rooms they're they're not the greatest thing they're not like porridge in paradise where you have a nice room with a fireplace and a hot uh, bath provided to you by uh, Madame Isley who warms the water up every night for you um, no this place it's a stone bed with maybe a couple she- uh, thin sheets of hay and a fairly thin blanket hmm. but it's safe it's stone, all stone. There's maybe a small arrow slit for a window, um, but that's it. How do you think about Crimson Keep? Crimson Keep? The Crimson I, Keep? I like that. It's almost like a Bloodstone Prison. <laughs> yeah. Holy shit. But it's not a prison. Yeah, I know. I like it, though. Yeah. Crimson Keep. Got that alliteration. Um, you eventually make it and you're all 
shown to your rooms. Um, Rook, you are put in a room um, that's guarded. So there's a guard outside your door. Um, Malvrick tells you if there's anything you need, you just holler for this gentleman out here. We'll make sure you're taken care of. I would like, and he says to all of you before you all depart, I would like to meet with you all for dinner, if you're okay with that, so we can discuss some things. I'll be there. You know it. No, man. Yeah, I'll go. Okay. Well, enjoy your rooms, um, get yourself settled in, and we'll meet at dinner. I'm going to, I'm going to like try to hold Achilles back, just kind of be like, "Hey, kid, so uh, please uh, don't go telling people at the church about me, please." What do you mean? Did you not look to see? Did not was that a private conversation we had? I mean, it was in the carriage. Uh, you could have heard it, but if you were too, did you fo- not hear it? If, if you, you didn't hear it, then never mind. You heard nothing. If you were too focused on um, Laszlo, then that's understandable. No, I was going to say, he probably heard it. Oh, okay. You know, the entire branded neck thing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. And then I'm just going to walk away from you very quickly. (laughs) He follows you. So uh, you all have your own rooms. Is there a plant in my room? Not not my leshy, but like a potted plant or something. Uh, yeah, we'll say there's a potted um, house. Not what are they called? Um, what, what do you have over there, Dakota? Which one? Succulent. Succulent. It's a little succulent over there. Okay. Yeah, just suck. I take a small amount of the uh, potting soil. Um, I prick my finger for a little bit of blood put it together and put it in a shadow and I form a little shadow bird like a little crow I'm going to go have it sit on the front uh, gate to watch for whatever it's a spell called shadow spy I like that that's cool as fuck how long does it last until I make my next daily preparations Ooh, that's what I like. That's awesome. Okay. Um, the only stipulation is to learn what it has saw. I have to wring its neck and drink its blood. Oh, <laughs> no! <laughs> it's that cool. Holy, oh, shit. Oh, yeah. Holy shit! Things just got dark real fast. What the fuck? No. I don't know what y'all expected. I think y'all thought that maybe witchcraft was cute or something. <laughs> I hadn't really asked about it too y'all much. Y'all been watching Halloween Town. Y'all think witches are nice. Nuh-uh. God damn, dude. I like that. That's awesome. The flying fuck, dude. Oh. Um, oh, go ahead. I have the stuff in this bag. Oh. Did we want to look through this bag? I'd love to look through your sack. <laughs> Um, I tried to look up some of this stuff, Dale, just like, I know, I don't know where to find it. I don't know if I was looking in the wrong spot. If you can't find it, I will, um, we might have to look online, online. Okay. Um, but I have them in the book, so I can make sure. I there get is them. a staff of fire. 
uh, three elixirs of life, which I assume are healing potions. More or less. Um, a holy water, three potency crystals. Mm-hmm. I don't know what those are. Um, channel protection amulet and two silver weapons. What nice. kind of weapons? It just says two silver weapons. That was Dale trying to cover his ass instead of saying like three silver crossbows and nobody wanted crossbows. Oh, you know, uh, you know. okay, okay. I mean, rings. what kind of weapons are they? Can we like decide on our own or talk about it outside of session? We can talk about it outside of session. Okay, I'll take the holy water for sure. Unless you wanted Achilles. You can have the holy water. Absolutely. I can coat my gun in this shit. The potency crystals, you affix them to a weapon of any kind, and it pretty much makes it a plus one weapon. Mm. Ooh. Is that in the rune section? Um, No, it's a... um, I think it might be. There might be a potency rune. There is a potency rune, but potency crystal... Potency runes. Weapon potency plus one? Yes. Okay. And there were three of them? Three crystals, yes. And I don't think they just have to be weapons. I think they can also be armor. So you can get a plus one bonus to armor. Oh. Mm. I'll think about it. I'm can you put them on your rings? Fuck yeah, I can. Hell yeah. <laughs> Who's going to stop me? The, the GM? No. <laughs> He's not so stop one me. for you. Can I take one? Absolutely. Yeah. There's uh, one left. Do you now, want the, it? The potency crystals know. are definitely meant more for the martial classes. Mm-hmm. So I'll just say that as a bit of like metagaming, but I'll take it then. Thank you very much. And then you, um, could, you could get the staff of fire. With me being the smith, I can, I guess, can I put the crystals? Can I do that? Is that something I can do, or is it just anyone can do that stuff? I'll look into that, but I'm pretty sure anyone can do that. Okay. Um, you just kind of have to spend time with your weapon and affix it. Okay. <clears throat> Should I put it in my gun or should I put it in my sword? So all the potency crystals are gone. You took the holy water. I can keep the elixirs of life for the moment, just in case. Um, Staff of fire. I have a channel protection amulet and two silver weapons. What's a channel protection amulet? Do you just get to, like, use it to, like, have protection? Um, I can't remember off the top of my head, but, yeah, we'll look into that at, at the break. Okay. Um... So yeah, you guys divvy up that stuff that you found. Uh, are you going to continue to hold on to the bag of holding as well? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So then, whenever I give out party loot, as I'll call it, you'll be the one to manage that. Okay. Okay. So Dakota, you'll manage the renown. You'll Marshall, you'll re- uh, manage the uh, party loot. Mm-hmm. There's also fifty gold in there. Mm-hmm. I didn't know if we wanted to. He wasn't going to tell us about that it. up. <laughs> <laughs> Up here in the corner, we also have to. I didn't know who took one of the staff of fire. Oh, I was gonna give it to Miss Dale. Miss Dale, okay. Unless I get air an opportunity. You do you want? Do you want the potions? The either the two silver weapons, the potions, or the I don't want protection the silver amulet. Weapons. Well, pff, yeah, sorry. Silver. <laughs> if we could get like a silver crossbow, that might be good. I don't know how that. You works. don't have any of their weaknesses. I don't. No. Okay, I'll take a. You want I'll one? Take a silver weapon. You want one silver weapon? Just that Do you want one? I think you're the only other person who might not have a really good option against sure. undead. Sure, I Nobody shall take this. Amulet of protection. Silver. I'll take an amulet of protection. What's it do? Did we? Yeah, see? I didn't know if it. Would... Well, we'll check it out at the break. Okay, because so if it way... does positive stuff, I can't. That's one thing I can't have. But yeah. if it helps with like saves and stuff like that, it might be good for whoever might have chances of like failing a lot of saves and stuff like that. 
Um, so you all uh, get ready for your preparations of a meal with Malverick. Mm-hmm. He sits down, and a couple of his guards are kind of standing behind him. Um, Malverick, after finishing eating, he wipes his face. They bring out a a uh, goblet for him, um, and one for Azra, if she would like it. Yeah. And they drink from it, red. Mm-hmm. So, um, mm-hmm. it's just wine. <laughs> Good. Good, it is wine. Thank you. I'm going to calm down for a um, Delicious. I think I'd like to work with you all. We're protecting you, so I'd like you to protect us. We're kind of uh, at a at a sit-down-still in between protectors right now. You know, mm. previous ones just got offed a little bit. Could use somebody else around here, so what do you say? You interested? Mm. 